0: Good morning. My name is Aaron Putnam and I am from Link Bay Area. It is a pleasure to be with all of you this morning uh, as God's Word comes to us, engages us, gives us life in Him. Uh, The word that engages us this morning is going to be Psalm 148. If you have a Bible nearby, your phone, a bulletin, something so that you can follow along because we're going to walk right through this psalm today and see what the Lord has to say to us. God's grace, mercy, and peace be unto you, from God our Father, and our Lord, and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah! Christ is risen! He is risen indeed! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It's a word that we've all heard and used before, but maybe we haven't thought much about before. Hallelujah is the Hebrew word for praise the Lord. It's the strongest of praise words in the Hebrew language. And for centuries, in anticipation of Jesus' resurrection, God's Old Testament people exclaimed and proclaimed, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! And for centuries since Jesus' resurrection, God's New Testament people have done the same, exclaiming and proclaiming, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! It sounds pretty straightforward, right? Hallelujah is a call to praise the Lord. But what exactly does that mean, to praise the Lord? Uh, Maybe you're like me, that you've grown up in the Christian faith. Uh, You've had certain ideas and expectations of what it means to praise the Lord. Or maybe you're new to the Christian faith or you're just exploring it, and you may have some different ideas or expectations about what praise actually entails. Whatever our ideas or our experiences with the Christian faith, when we slow down and we think a bit more about the call to praise the Lord, we may end up with more questions than answers. And that's why the book of Psalms is so important. For centuries, the Psalms have been the prayer book of the Bible. Our Lord speaks to us in in His word, uh, and then the Psalms give us words to speak back to our Lord. To answer our God, the Psalms give us those words. Words of joy and thanksgiving, but also words of fear and frustration, words of love and longing, And also words of praise. Words like hallelujah, praise the Lord. Which is exactly how Psalm 148 begins. It all begins with praise. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. This introductory call of the psalm, it sets the tone for the rest of the psalm. And for the rest of our lives. It invites us to jump in with both feet in the praise of the one who is both our creator and our redeemer. Check this out. In verses 1 through 6, the psalmist calls on all heavens to praise the Lord. Look at the list here. His angels, his hosts, the sun, the moon, and the stars, the highest heavens and the waters above the heavens. Uh, Literally, uh, the psalmist is pointing out the heavens and that they're all called to praise the Lord. And then he shifts in verse 7, verses 7 through 13. The psalmist calls on all the earth to praise the Lord great sea creatures, fire, hail, snow, mist, and stormy wind, mountains, hills, fruit trees, and cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds, rulers and all people, men and women, old and young. Uh, it, It takes us back, all the way back to the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 1, the very first verse in the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. See, Psalm 148, it just follows the flow of those six days of creation. And in doing so, calls on you and me and all creation to praise the Lord. The Lord is praised because he is our creator. But that's not all. Listen to verse 13. Let them praise the name of the Lord. His name alone is exalted. His majesty is above earth and heaven. Psalm 148 calls us to praise the Lord because of his name. And maybe you're thinking, well, what's the big deal about his name? Well, remember at the beginning of the book of Exodus, uh, the people of Israel, God's people, they're slaves in Egypt, and they're crying out to God for help. And God hears their groaning, and he remembers his promises to them. Uh, and he calls Moses to be his instrument, his instrument to deliver his people from slavery. But Moses isn't so sure about this, and he starts to question God. Am I really the person? And then he says, well, what do I say if the people ask me who you are, who sent me here? The, 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 what if they ask what your name is? And, and God gives his name, Yahweh, which means I am who I am, uh, which is classic. Israel's God, Yahweh, insists that he cannot be categorized he just is. Only Yahweh can say, I am. The name Yahweh alone is exalted because it alone is. He alone is. His name has power. His name has authority. Through the plagues, the Passover, the the Red Sea crossing, uh, Yahweh shows his power over Pharaoh and the Egyptian gods. Yahweh delivers his people from slavery, and he redeems them by the power of his name. Uh, When the people get to the other side of the Red Sea and Pharaoh and his army are defeated, uh, they sing out and praise the Yahweh. Exodus 15, verse 3, Yahweh is a man of war. Yahweh is his name. Psalm 148 calls on all creation to praise Yahweh, not only because he is our creator, but also because he is our redeemer. Uh, He's the one who rescues and delivers. That's why His name is to be exalted, to be lifted high above all else. Hallelujah! The word itself says, Praise Yahweh. Praise Yah. He is the one that we lift up. His name is the one that we praise. And that's what the Psalms do. They guide us and help us in praising Yahweh. See, the Psalms give us multiple words uh, to praise Yahweh for His provision. They give us a multitude of different words to praise Him for His protection, His intervention, His mighty acts in our lives. And during these high points in our lives, we joyfully shout out, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Uh, It just flows naturally uh, that we are so filled with joy uh, that it comes out, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! But what about those other times in our lives? What about the other points, not the high points, but especially those low points in our lives? What do we do when we feel like we're close to hitting rock bottom? What do we do when when our lives seem more marked by uh, our cries and our sighs than our highs? Not surprisingly, we turn again to the Psalms. We tend to think of the Psalms only in the context of praise, but nearly half of the 150 Psalms our prayers of lament and complaint directly to God. Uh, these psalms are word, full of words of anger and fear and grief. And in the midst of the, the abuse and the abandonment that, that continue to hurt us, or the battling of the sickness and the oppression that, that push in and attack us, we cry out, pleading for the Lord to intervene. Where are you, Lord? Why is this happening to me, Lord? Do you even care, Lord? And in the midst of anxiety and brokenness that we feel and that surround us, uh, or dealing with the loneliness and the longing that plague us, uh, we give out a sigh, <laughs> a longing, just our heart uh, and our breath leave us. Lord, what is taking so long? When are you going to act, Lord? Have you forgotten about me, Lord? Today, What are the cries and the complaints that you just can't control? What are the hopes of your heart that continue to haunt you? What are the sighs of your soul that that you just can't shake? See, praising Yahweh is much easier in our highs than in our lows, isn't it? So what do we do? What do we do when we feel ignored and abandoned by God? Uh, When we feel forgotten and forsaken, what do we do? Psalm 148 verse 14 reminds us to remember, to remember what our Lord has done. Verse 14, Yahweh has raised up a horn for his people, praise for all his saints, for the people of Israel who are near to him. See the Old Testament, a horn is a symbol of strength. Yahweh raising up a horn is the Old Testament way of saying, Yahweh has come to act. He's come to intervene on our behalf to redeem his people, and that he has. If we fast forward to the New Testament, in Luke chapter 1, verses 68 to 69, John the Baptist's father, Zechariah, praises Yahweh with these words, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn, a horn of salvation for us, in the house of his servant David. In the person of Jesus, Yahweh shows up and acts in the flesh. Born of the Virgin Mary and raised up in Nazareth. Suffered under Pontius Pilate and raised up on a tree. Crucified, died, buried, and yet raised up on the third day. Jesus is our horn of strength. Jesus is our horn of salvation. In Jesus, Yahweh brings forgiveness and life and salvation. Even the name Jesus means, Yahweh saves. And here's the amazing thing. Jesus baptizes us into that name. The great I Am, Yahweh in the flesh, the name above all names, we bear that name. We are His. We are part of His family. You are called by His name. You carry His name. And that means that our Lord is not far away. He is near to his people. He is near to you. He hears your joyful praises, but he also hears your painful prayers. You are not alone. You are not forsaken. You are not forgotten. And for that reason, Psalm 148 implores us, Hallelujah, praise the Lord. That's how Psalm 148 begins. But notice... That's also how the psalm ends. It all begins with praise, and it will all end with praise, too. Consider this. The Book of Psalms is divided up into five smaller books, and each of those five books within the Book of Psalms have prayers of lament and complaint. But each of those five books also end with a psalm of praise. Pretty cool. There's more. The last five psalms of the entire Book of Psalms Psalms 146 to Psalms 150, they are all psalms of praise. More specifically, they are hallelujah psalms, beginning and ending with the word hallelujah and being saturated with hallelujahs throughout. So what does all of this mean? It means that all of our fears and frustrations, all of our cries and our sighs, all of our laments, all of our longings, they will all end in praise, because Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ is coming again to restore all things. This is the message of Psalm 148. This is the message of the entire book of Psalms. This is the message of all the scriptures in the Bible. It all begins with praise, and it will all end in praise too. That's why the psalmist implores us to shout out, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Let me end, let me end with this quote from Pastor Eugene Peterson, which comes from the end of one of his books on the Psalms. Peterson writes, No matter how much we suffer, no matter our doubts, no matter how angry we get, no matter how many times we have asked in desperation or doubt, how long, prayer develops finally into praise everything finds its way to the doorstep of praise. This is not to say that other prayers are inferior to praise, only that all prayer, pursued far enough, become praise. Don't rush it. It may take years, decades even, before certain prayers arrive at the hallelujahs of Psalm 146 to 150. Not every prayer is capped off with praise. In fact, most prayers, If the psalms are a true guide, do not cap off with praise. But prayer is always reaching towards praise and will finally arrive there. So our lives will be filled out in goodness. Earth and heaven eventually meet in an extraordinary conjunction. Clashing symbols announce the glory. Hallelujah! Christ is risen! He is risen indeed! Hallelujah! In the name of the Father,